This episode of the I Am Northbound podcast is brought to you by the 4D songwriter, How to Dominate the New Music Industry. Get your copy of this number one best-selling book at the4dsongwriter.com. All right, so you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go! Welcome to the I Am Northbound podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of IAMN. I Am Northbound, episode 20 now. Isn't that cool? I'm pretty sure it's 20. Man, am I going to look like a fool if it's not 20? You might notice things are different if you're watching this on video. As I say, I'm not forgetting about you podcast legends because ones I only listen on audio because you guys have got better things to do than sit around and watch video, right? And that's what I like to know. You like to know that you're out there getting it done, you know, getting things done in life and you're listening to audio as you're doing that. But if you are watching the video version, you will see that the camera is slightly different. I've actually got a different angle set up. It's actually an entirely new camera altogether. The old camera that I was using is like a 550D Canon from like when I, uh, 2009, I think it was, I bought it back then. And this new one is like, I mean, it's way more versatile and it's littler and it gives me 4K. So that's cool. I mean, who knows? See if this angle's better. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully it's not too close to, uh, you know, you've been like, whoa, Jason, you're so close now. Anyway, so welcome to IAMN number 20. The reason I'm saying it like that is because people have been asking me, why is it called IAMN? How do you pronounce that? And what's it actually like? Is it called that podcast? Like, because people always don't know what the IAMN stands for. Well, you know, it's just I am Northbound, obviously. The podcast is called that. But I wanted to clear out why I chose letters IAMN. Because I don't know why I haven't said this by now. It's episode 20 and I haven't even explained the title of the show. More or less, it's because I don't want this podcast to be all of the answers for you, okay? I can't give you all of the answers because, you know, you're in different genres. If you're listening to this, some of you might be in metal and other people might be in folk pop music, you know what I mean? It's totally different. So, I can't give you the answers because it changes from genre to genre, but what I can do is write the first part of your story for you, but it'll be up to you to write the rest. That's why it's I-A-M-N. I can give you the first few letters, but you've got to become Northbound. You've got to figure yourself out and you've got to know how to move forward. So, if you know that's why it's called that right behind me, I-A-M-N, Northbound after because you fill in the rest. Anyway, i got a great show planned for you today. I decided to, um, it's really exciting actually because uh, Listen Pages officially launches our closed beta program next week. How cool is that? Finally, after all this time, after all this effort put into this uh, building this software, it's almost ready for you to give it a go. I mean, it's been so busy over here as we've been fine-tuning it and getting things set up and, you know, making it so it's usable for the closed beta. Obviously, it's going to be 10 times better than the first version we released, but, you know, every you bring it out in versions, I guess, with different updates each time. Um, but we have a Facebook group where everyone's inside that and we're chatting in there and we're, you know, putting content in there and, um, you know, it's really cool. So, I mean, if, if you haven't joined that Facebook group, you definitely should and you have more reason than ever to now. When we first launched the closed beta program, I decided that uh, we're going to do 10 beta accounts for free, okay? Give away 10 testing accounts for music artists to come test listen pages for a few months and uh, we pay for it and we'll give you 10 accounts. I mean, you know, to 10 different music artists, not 10 for one person. There's not much need for that. Uh, but the idea will be that, uh, you know, the, the idea was to give 10 accounts, but those 10 filled so quickly that it decided to launch another 10 and we opened up 
you know, expanded it to 20. So 20 music artists were going to come in and test listen pages. Uh, and I said, if you're part of our Facebook group, you, you could, you know, potentially be one of those 20. But those 20 filled pretty quickly too. And then I thought to myself, you know what, if we can get our group over 100 members, it's only been open for a month or so, or a month or two maybe. Uh, but if we can get over 100 members, then I'll give everyone in the group a testing account. And I said that to our group, you guys are such legends uh, because in like less than two days, we broke 100 members after, um, you know, me asking you to help grow it. Uh, so you should definitely come join because that means now that every single person, regardless if the group goes to a million members, I mean, that would be crazy. I mean, it's just to the point where crazy, not in, I mean, in a positive way, if it was just like uh, one day we just woke up and it was like a million members out of nowhere. But regardless, I'm saying anyone who joins gets a free testing account for a couple of months to come test listen pages and see what it can do for you. But yeah, there should be more reason than ever to come and join us. But we're also running a cool little uh, competition inside the group that whoever can invite the most amount of people by next Wednesday when the closed beta program launches, we're going to be giving you a lifetime account to listen pages. So you will never ever have to pay for it at all. Like, I mean, we're going to keep our costs as affordable as possible, but you don't have to even concern yourself with that because you will be getting listen pages for free for life. Okay. It's absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to give away to one lucky person. They will get it for the rest of their life just for helping us grow the group early. So if you want to join our group and you have a ton of musician friends, come in, invite them all, bring them into the group, and you could potentially win a lifetime of listen pages for free. But anyway, content we got today, we're talking about hacks on Instagram and other social networks. I'm going to be stepping you through ways to make sure that you can get the most amount of engagement out of your fan base and grow your fan base the right way by taking advantage of a few little things that most music artists aren't even considering. So enough talk, let's get into it. So hack number one is utilizing Instagram stories to, uh, you know, to, to gain more exposure through leveraging this cool little, uh, hashtag finding that uh, has been discovered recently. So I don't know if you remember, but a little while ago, I talked about the fact that you could put 20 hashtags on a story and get more exposure through that. And all you could, all you needed to do was, um, like pinch zoom them down so they were tiny and put them somewhere else on the on the screen and hide it behind like a sticker or something like that and, and all those hashtags could lead to more discovery and it could you know really work out for you uh but instagram have kind of found out that people are doing that and they've made it so you can't do that anymore. So that no longer works. You can't even put 20 hashtags on a story anymore. The limit is now 10. However, there is a cool way of getting around this. It doesn't take long for people to realize how to manipulate and take advantage of the Instagram platform. So what they've found is a simple little hack to get more exposure on your stories, to get more people viewing them and, you know, to, to land you in more people's feeds. Because uh, if more people watch your stories, uh, the further up you'll be on the rankings thing ladder at the front of their page. Okay. Like there's a reason, there's an algorithm behind why when you open Instagram, certain people come up before other people. It's because you engage with their stories more. Instagram's trying to show you more of the things you like. Uh, same thing goes with your fans and followers. If they start engaging with your stories, you're going to appear, you know, closer up to the top of their Instagram uh, stories. I don't know what you want to call that. And, you know, it's like a cab off the rank, like people lined up. It's like you'll be at the front of the line, okay? People will start watching your stories more. Now, I talked about, I don't know if I talked about it on a podcast episode or if it was a recent video or if it was just randomly on Instagram or if it was in the Facebook group, but you should be looking at putting out about six stories. Uh, per, actually, no, it was inside our Facebook group because sometimes I put stuff in there that I don't put anywhere else. And I told them this weeks ago, if not months ago. So go join the Facebook group and you'll get access to 
stuff ahead of time. Uh, but you can actually, uh, you should be looking to put out about six stories a day. I mean, what does that work out to be? About two minutes worth of content, not hard to do. Show your day, show what you're about. If you don't know what to put in your stories, go get our 100 post document. DM me if you want to find out where to get that. You can also get our listenpages.com forward slash 100 dash posts. I got sick of music artists saying they didn't know what to post to their audience. So I came up with a hundred different ways, literally 100 things to post to your audience. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but you can pick any one of them. All you have to do is come up with two minutes worth of content, not for each point. It could be two or three, or you could do, you know, 30 seconds on four, whatever. But, uh, you should be looking at doing about six per day because there was a huge, uh, there was a huge study done and they found out that six is a pretty good amount for retention. So that means that people are watching about, you know, six stories before they'll move on to another one. So there's no point making less than that because you could get more. Um, engagement out of those people. And there's no point really making more than that consistently because, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe it's different for you. You might have better retention, but uh, six is a pretty good number for everyone. And it gives you a cool little target to shoot for each day and continually do that because Instagram stories are providing crazy exposure as is way better than the feed. So you should be taking advantage of it. The amount of music artists that are just still posting to the feed and not doing stories are just missing out. Okay. So you need to be taking advantage of it. Um, anyway, so the, this hack that you can do to get more exposure through your stories is to use hashtags again. But remember, you can only use 10 this time. They've taken the amount down, total amount from 20 down to 10. And and you can't actually hide them anymore either. Instagram have uh, made it so that every hashtag on your story needs to be, I think they described it as legible or readable or something like that. So it can't be tiny and tucked behind something else. However, here's the trick. So when they say readable and legible, that's obviously just for their algorithm to be able to find the hashtag and be able to interpret it. And then I think they might set a threshold to be like, well, if it's bigger than this size font, then people could read that with their eyes. So obviously the algorithm probably is looking for big hashtags on the page. And you're probably thinking, well, how am I going to put 10 hashtags on my story without it looking spammy or like there's too much text or anything like that? Well, here's the trick. So what you do is you find your 10 hashtags. I've done videos on finding hashtags before. Go make sure you do the right thing. If you want the short answer, go to displaypurposes.com and type in a hashtag and it will give you better ones to use. But there are really, really good hashtag research strategies to make sure you get on the best hashtags that are the lowest competition. But I have a lot of people looking at that are exactly who you want to become fans of your music. And there are much better hashtag research uh, videos and explanations done by other people that have done way better ones than me. So go to YouTube, type in hashtag research uh, techniques for Instagram or whatever, and uh, people will give you uh, specific strategies on how to do them really well. Um, But, you know, if you go to display purposes, that's a good start. Find some good hashtags, find 10 that you think are completely targeted towards your story and uh, exactly the kind of thing that your ideal listener would be browsing on and would be interested uh, in finding finding more content like that because then you just want to be in front of their eyes, right? So once you've found your 10 hashtags, what you want to do is you want to put them onto your profile and stretch them out real big and make sure that they look legible, okay? They don't have to be the whole story, but they're just big enough so that you go, yeah, that's uh, that's readable for someone who is like browsing through the story. But here's the trick. Make sure that your story has a plain background, okay? So you want to make sure that it's uh, it's got nothing else on it. Probably can't do this on videos without it, um, you know, I would if I was going to do it for videos, I'd pick the three best hashtags and leave them is visible and put them down the bottom or something like that, but you can't really do it for videos, okay? Uh, but for, you know, text-based posts or announcements, or if you're putting pictures up and there's space in the background or whatever, make sure the background is one plain color. And then what you want to do is take the text you've just written, open it up, and then hit the little eyedropper to change the color. Now, all you got to do is tap the background. It then puts the text the same color as the background. You position it over the background 
and suddenly they're invisible. Okay, so that's how you actually make uh, your hashtags still work on stories, but to anyone browsing through, if they're positioned correctly, uh, they look invisible. They looks like there's no hashtags on that story at all. Now, obviously, take advantage of this while you can, because I bet, you know, once Instagram find out people are doing this, they're going to make it so you can't do that anymore. But if you start doing it right now, you'll get a whole bunch of engagement and make things uh, work for you before that ends up happening. So next, let's talk about what I think is a massive missed opportunity with music artists. Now, specifically, I'm talking about the comment section of your social media profiles. Your goal as a music artist is to get as much exposure as possible on all the platforms at any time as easily as possible, okay? Uh, and one of the biggest missed opportunities is with comments. Now, this works on Facebook. It works on uh, Instagram. I think it might work on Twitter, um, but I'm not quite sure on that. So, don't quote me on that, but I would assume it does. So, the job of any algorithm on any social media platform is to show the user that is, uh, you know, that, that has opened the app, the content that is most relevant to them. Now, it's really interesting how they actually do this. I don't know if you know this, but Facebook have actually employed uh, X workers of casinos in Vegas to turn their social platforms into addictive platforms. And that is completely true. I mean, it's not a conspiracy theory. That's absolutely true. Uh, think about it. I mean, everything inside Facebook and Instagram uh, works like a slot machine. Okay. The way that it pays you out with notifications, stuff like you pull down to swipe down. It's the same thing as cranking a slot machine. Uh, you don't know if you're going to win or not. They deliberately don't show you the best content all the time in the algorithm. Uh, because if you only opened your app to the best stuff, once you got through that content, you would know that that all the good content was gone and you'd quit out, okay? They obviously want to keep you in the app as long as possible. Uh, I feel like I'm just going down this rabbit hole, so I may as well say that there were psychological tests done years ago where they hooked up a button that sent an electrical impulse to the pleasure center of a rat's brain and uh, rats were pressing it all the time to the point where they would uh, forgo food and water just to feel the pleasure that this button gave them. So, ghost, I mean, that should already show that, I mean, we can't be trusted with these types of things because we will, you know, forego our absolute bare necessities that we need to live for that type of an addiction. And you might be thinking, well, that's rats. Okay. But like, what about humans? Well, they moved it to humans as well. And some humans actually had to be physically restrained to get the machines taken off them because they refused to give up this button that gave them pleasure. And they thought after they did these tests that the pleasure center of the brain uh, was the, the uh, reward. Like if you told someone, you know, I'm going to give you a reward. Oh, here we go. And there's the reward. They think that they thought that the payout was actually on the reward being delivered. It turns out that this uh, specific center of the brain that this button targeted was like the expectation center of the brain. So that's why people become addicted to slot machines and they don't care that much if they win. I mean, obviously they want to win, but each time they pull the lever, they don't know if they've won or not. And that's the most important part. And that's the part of the brain that keeps us addicted. Okay. So if you don't know what the result is going to be, you're more interested. If you knew that you won, uh, you know, every one in 10 times, and you would keep pulling the machine. Oh, there's the win. Cool. There's the win. Cool. But people stay super focused if they don't know if they're going to win or not. And that's why all these algorithms won't show you the best content first. It shows you some good stuff amongst some crap stuff because then eventually you'll keep scrolling and you'll find yourself an hour later still scrolling because you're scrolling for the anticipation of a reward, not knowing that the reward is there. You just keep thinking, oh, that's these are rubbish, but there'll be a really good one soon that I like. The platforms know what you like and they could show you just that all day. 
day, but you would eventually run out of content and then leave their platform. And every time you leave, you stop getting advertised to, but whatever you're scrolling, every third or fourth post is an ad, right? So now you know how the algorithm works a little bit and the psychological tricks they put into place to keep you on the platforms. Be aware of that. So you're not just suckered into that and, you know, get your life consumed by scrolling on never ending feeds. It's interesting. Someone's actually put a court case forward to say that that's completely unethical and these social platforms shouldn't be allowed to do that. But that's a discussion for another day. So now you know like how the algorithm works. Let's talk about how they actually decide what content is good and should be displayed in people's feeds. It's the ones with the most positive engagement. And sometimes it's not even to do with positive engagement. There's a lot of, uh, especially with media, there's this thing called outrage porn. I talked about that uh, briefly last week in the video about BB Rexa. But, um, you know, people put articles up because outrage is the biggest emotion that people will get angry and share something, um, you know, because of. So it doesn't always have to be positive engagement. But if the algorithm can see that there's a specific post that people are actually talking about, if people are discussing on, if there's lots of likes or comments or interactions, if there's engagement, if there's impressions, uh, they know that that obviously must be a good piece of content. You know, conversely, if nobody's responding, if nobody's commenting, if no one's liking, if no one's sharing it, it mustn't be very good. So therefore, that algorithm, you know, tightens the reach on that and makes it so that less people see it. That's why you should never buy followers because they won't interact and it will tell the algorithm that your content is bad, even if it's great. But on the other side, if your content is being, uh, if it's starting conversations, if people are talking on it, if people are sharing it, if people are, you know, liking it or whatever, you'll get seen in more feeds, okay? That's just how it is. Now, obviously, you can't force people to like your content. You can't force people to share it or whatever. And you can't exactly force people to comment either. But what you can do is take advantage of the comments you do get and stretch it out to gain more of them in the future. Now, the way you do this is by encouraging conversation. I I do not see enough music artists taking advantage of this. If you want free exposure, if you want more people to see your posts, every single person that comments, you need to draw that out into the longest conversation you can possibly have in a public setting. I think on Instagram, I'm not sure if this is still true, but the what I had learned recently was that comments over five words are considered to be a real comment. So that's why they tried to, they tried to do that to stop, uh, you know, you know the bot comments everyone gets that are just emojis or whatever. Uh, they want to make sure that real authentic comments are left. So make sure that every reply, I'm not sure if this is still true, but just it's good practice, right? Make sure that all your comments are over five words long, but make sure in your reply that you actually ask the person who left the comments something that makes them want to reply again with something longer than a yes or a no answer, okay? It's that simple. That's all you have to do to get way more engagement because that person's going to want to come back. They're going to want to respond to you. They're going to want to, uh, you know, encourage the conversation. They'll answer what you have to say. And even if they answer something that doesn't ask for a reply back from you, write back to them again and ask them something else. Keep the conversation going because every comment you can get out of them is another like positive point toward the algorithm that will show your content to more people. If you don't do this, you are just giving up so much free engagement. Obviously, you don't want to pester people. Don't keep asking them questions if they're not interested, but get to know them. Start a conversation, chat. The specific conversation you have with this person could start with uh, discussing the content you put up. It could be about that, but eventually you'll find that these conversations might just be about their life or what's been going on or like get to know them. And the reason why it's so important is that not only does it give you free exposure and be seen in more people's feeds, it also allows you to find out more about your listeners, get to know exactly what type of people they are, which helps you refine your 
a summary fan more, as discussed in the four dimensional songwriter. Get your copy now for the 40 songwriter.com. Shameless plug. And if you can refine your summary fan, you know where to find more people like that, okay? And so it's absolutely imperative that you do this. But by stretching out your comments like that, getting more people uh, discussing you, you're telling the algorithm that you have very relevant content that people are liking to discuss and uh, interact with, okay? And that's what they want for their platform. So they're going to show your content to more people. It's also going to allow your fans to get to know you better. They're going to feel more important to you, which is a huge thing for like humans in general to feel wanted by people. So if you do that, you, they're going to start coming back more and more. They're going to, you know, feel noticed by you and want to check you out more. Next time your post comes out, they might comment again. Others will see their comments and want to start commenting again. I mean, it is a win, 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 win. Right back to people. Make sure your comments are longer than five words and ask them something about them. Get to know them as people and keep the conversation going until they stop replying, okay? Because that's when you know that you've drawn that comment chain out to be as long as possible. And it's a great way to get so much more free exposure. Okay, so if it looks like the video has just gotten darker each time we've done a segment, it's because the fact that my light is dying. I didn't even realize I hadn't charged it. Oh, it's just gone out. Cool. So we're in the dark for the rest of this episode. I hope you're with me for that. Let's see if we can get a... Can we get a spooky little... Ooh, look at this. It's uh, it's like a ghost story, but I'm actually going to be telling you something uh, helpful towards your music career. How's that? We'll do uh, <laughs> we'll do podcast by Salt Lamp. You got to adapt, right? Life throws you curveballs, and you got to figure it out as you go. Last thing I want to talk to you today is how to make sure that you are taking advantage of people uh, when they click on your content. Now, I don't mean that to sound so sinister. You're not taking advantage of people, but it's just such a wasted opportunity if people have clicked on your content and you don't supply them with anything else to keep them watching after. And a lot of people say, well, of course, that's why you put you know link in the bio or you know, YouTube description, you put a link to another piece of content or there's like end screens on YouTube, but you, there's some thought needs to be put behind what you're actually presenting to them for their next step in their uh, in their journey, okay? Uh, because you can quite easily run into brick walls. Now, brick walls are something you should avoid at all costs as a music artist. A brick wall prevents your listener from taking that next step forward. Now, a brick wall can be anything from a broken link to a missing link to, you know, not even supplying a piece of content at all, or even, I mean, this isn't technically a brick wall, but it will still stop your listener from progressing any further, is supplying them a piece of content that isn't relevant to what they just watched. And that's specifically what I want to talk to you about today, okay? I've noticed that most music artists tend to lump their entire creative process into one giant field, okay? And it's difficult for them to see that certain pieces of content aren't as relevant as other pieces of content are. That might sound like I've overcomplicated it, but think of it this way. If someone has just clicked on one of your latest music videos, Okay? You would think that the next best piece of content to suggest to them would probably be another music video. You might be right, but I would say for the majority of listeners, you would be wrong. Okay, They didn't click on your music video because they wanted to watch music videos. They clicked on your music video because they wanted to watch that song. Okay, So a better piece of content might be, hey, you just watched the music video for my latest single. Why not click here and watch it being performed live? That might be something they want to click on. you know. And if they click on that to watch the live performance, when that ends, don't show them another live performance performance because they didn't click on it to, you know, watch live performances. They clicked to watch that specific song. What might interest them though, is watching uh, something that dives more into your personality, for example. So maybe you go, Hey, do you want to check out? Um, you could, you could do something like, do you want to check out us recording this song in the studio? But by that point, the third piece of content, they might be a bit bored of that song. Uh, so maybe do something more like, Hey, would you like to see the vlog we did of this specific tour? Now, obviously that isn't a direct tie in from what they just watched. The only link there is the 
fact that, you know, it, it was around the same show, but it is a different type of content. But you never know. At that point, they might be ready to divert to a new piece of content that is of a different type of thing altogether, okay? Like that might be, that, that might work for you, but you won't know until you test it, okay? So you should be testing every single piece of content that you link your followers to after they've just engaged with the current one and find which ones are converting the best and then optimize that accordingly. If you put a link after your piece of content and nobody's clicking through to watch it or to engage with it, then obviously it's not relevant to what they just watched, okay? You can't force people to watch what you think is best for them. You have to just kind of put in front of them like a bird seed and just hope they go to that next one. It's kind of like in the cartoons where they put all those seeds down and it goes all the way and leads them to a trap or something, but yours isn't a trap. You're just trying to get them to where you want to get them to. But you have to find a way to bend that path so you can actually you know, move people to where you want them to move toward, if that makes sense. So test every single one of your links. Make sure you're providing the best type of content. Put yourself in the mind of the user and try to think to yourself, why are they watching this? If they've clicked on this piece of content, why? Like, what is the reason that they watch this? Think outside the box, okay? If they've clicked on a music video, they're not clicking on it because they want to watch a music video. They're doing it because they want to listen to that song and see the music that accompanies it. So therefore, the song is the main reason they're there. So your next piece of content should be a slight step away from whatever that main point of interest was. But what you shouldn't do is supply them with more of the same content. You want to move them from where they are now to where you want them to be. And you do that by taking them one step away from what they're engaging with each time. If that step's too big, the content will become irrelevant and they won't want to interact with it. But if you go the other way and don't actually make them step away from that initial uh, thing that interested them at all, they're going to get bored and quit out by themselves because they'll feel like, you know, I was interested in listening to songs and they've given me a couple songs, now I'm done. But your goal as a music artist is to show them as much content as you possibly can uh, because that'll help them take further steps down your listen path, as discussed in my book, shameless plug number two for this episode. Uh, but it also will allow you to, uh, you know, for them to get to know you more, find out more about you, build more of a connection and move closer toward becoming a true fan. And that's exactly what you want. So make sure you're testing your links. I could almost guarantee that you're not, okay? A lot of music artists aren't. That's just how it is. A lot of people don't even actually put up links to refer people to, okay? So you're already one step ahead if you're doing that, but be like a million steps ahead if you're testing your links. So make sure you're testing your links, okay? Make sure you're putting new ones out every week or so. Drive traffic to it and see if it's converting. If it is, then leave it. And then on that piece of content, test the link for the next piece of content you take them toward. Uh, But regardless, if it's not, if no one's clicking through, um, then it's obviously not relevant and you need to swap the link and put more thought into the content that you're actually shifting them toward and make sure that it is in fact relevant for what they want. Now, obviously a little PS note here. If you don't know how to track links and use something like bit.ly, bit.ly, it'll let you know who's clicking on what. And you can cross-reference those clicks against your analytics to see how many views you've got versus how many people have clicked through. And you'll know eventually what a good click-through rate is. All right, my legendary podcast people, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it. You know what? It would mean absolutely everything to me. I mean, it would help me so much if I've given you any value whatsoever and you're like, Jason, you know what? How can I give you a pat on the back for doing this episode for me? I would love it so much if you could screenshot you listening to this episode and upload it to your social media. Tag me in it, at Jason John Evans. That's J-A-Y-S-O-N if you didn't know. Or you can tag listen pages or just use a hashtag, I-A-M-N. And I'll 
I'll see it and I'll be very happy to know that you're listening to it and I'll give you a shout out to say thank you so much and that will absolutely make my day. But if you want to make my year, if you could go to whatever platform you listen to this podcast on and leave me a review, man, you have no idea how much that helps me as a podcast to grow if I get reviews left. Whether it be good or bad, I will love you to the ends of the earth for taking the time to do that for me. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic night. Have a fantastic afternoon, whatever it may be, wherever you are in the world. Stay safe and I will see you in the next episode.